BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one size fits all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to The Toast. Happy Thursday. Hope everyone's having a great Thursday. Speaking of great, hey, Jax, how you doing? I'm doing great because it's Thursday. It's the latter half of the week. We did it. Also, we have such an exciting, sickening announcement today that we tried not to like tease too hard secret project photo shoot, but we really could have. And I'm so excited because now we can share the secret project, share the photo shoot that we were both on set for beefing with each other last week. Are you guys ready for it? Well, if you're a Patreon, you already know because that's the benefit of being a Patreon. You get to know all the secrets early. But we've been working on something so exciting. The Toast Holiday Spritz Pack. Look at this gorgeous girl. If you're watching on YouTube, we are holding up our first ever, I think it's like official collab with the Toast, even though like it's our company. The whole thing Uh, is a collab. Right. Um, We have just launched uh, today. I think you guys, if you're Patreon members, a bunch of you already got it. But if you're listening now, you'll be able to purchase relatively soon. It is our Toast Holiday Pack. So it is a brand new packaging featuring your girl's hands. Well, actually, let's be real. We were not, we were, we were open. hand models, hands. We were open to nudity, but we were not open to putting our own hands on this box. And you know what? For aesthetic reasons, I think it's best that we use some stock image hands. But it's a new holiday pack that when you open, you're obviously going to get eight stunning cans of our four original flavors. But you're also going to get a little poem that was written by Jax. I can't take credit because this is like where Jax shines. Thank you. Um, Should we read it? I feel like that kind of gives it away, but it's a yeah. really sweet Christmas poem. We could read the first line, which is, "'Twas the night before Toastmas." Ooh, spoiler, like cliffhanger. What happened next? Head to spritzsociety.com to find out. So not only, this gives you two of each of the amazing flavors of Spritz, of the original flavors, but the packaging makes it so that it's the perfect gift for someone. Look, it already has a little bow right there in the corner, so you don't have to wrap it. And so for true. me, that's those are the kind of gifts I want to give because I look like the kind of girl who knows how to wrap a present, no. but I actually, try as I may, it looks terrible every time. And if you flip to the bottom of the pack, you're, you're going to get a sickening QR code that looks like a, a record disc. And why does it look like a record disc? Because when you scan this QR code, you're going to be taken to the Toast Holiday playlist full of some of the best old and new holiday songs, the classics, the trendy ones. And it's just very exciting to have our very own packaging. And we did this really cute photo shoot with very holiday themed me and Jax. Ben was there dressed up as Santa. And we'll be the sharing Strice all the photos. The Brethren were oh. there. The Strice Brethren. We'll be sharing all the photos on our social today and tomorrow. There is limited stock and there aren't a ton. So make sure you go to SpritzSociety.com. Patreon members, you already know. Another reason to be a Patreon member. Also, the holiday playlist is amazing. And when you're enjoying your holiday festivities, this is the playlist that you want to play. But I love the idea of having the playlist scannable on the box because when you're drinking, you don't want to be like, hey, what's that that playlist? toast holiday playlist? It's like, bam. Bam. So this box really has everything. It has fun in a box. It's got drinks. It's colorful. It's pink and scented. Gives it a little something extra, don't you think? By the way, just for legal disclaimer, it's not actually scented. There, That is a quote from Legally Blonde. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry, legal. I hope you've seen Legally Blonde. Also, facts that you might want to know. So if you buy two boxes, if you get two of the holiday packs, you will get 
free shipping. 15, 15% off plus free shipping. If yeah. you get three or more packs, you get 25% off plus free shipping. So that's just something that I feel like everyone needs to know. It's a buy more, save more event. I was, I was literally just going to say, it's a buy more, save more thing. Yeah. Us buy more, save mores know all about it. All about it. So that's spritzsociety.com. It's a limited launch. So once we're sold out, that's it. And so this is just like a really fun moment in time. Like, you know how much we love the holidays. We know how much we love spritz. We wanted to do something really special for all of you. And also make partying really easy this year and gift giving. Like that's what we're Gift about. giving. Gift that's giving. That's what we're about. We are gift the giving. gift that keeps on giving. Ain't that the truth? The box has two grapefruit, two blood orange, two pineapple, and two lemon. It's really it's quite sickening, honestly. Quite. And just make sure you're following us on Instagram so you can see these stunning photos we did from this photo shoot. It was so cute. Nice. You guys. And also, if you follow us on Instagram, you might also get like a teaser of the poem. Honestly, like I would get the box just for the poem. Because you know what we said yesterday? Poetry is more personal than comedy, more personal mm -hmm. than food. Like this poem is so personal to me. And if you ever thought like, Jackie, oh, could she be a poet? What would she have she to could. say? That box will tell you everything that's in my heart. She could. She could do it. It's toast poetry. It's toastetry. <laughs> we should do more toast poetry. Should we write a collection of poems? Slam poems. I love. Yeah. Well, like, I think we, we would write. Okay, I love it. Okay, ready? We would write a book of poetry, and then we would tour the country doing slam poetry live events. And, and that's everyone, what our podcast tour will be. Not like other podcast tours. We're not going to play games. Like it's going to be a slam poetry podcast tour. And people can get up on stage and perhaps recite a performance of their favorite toast poetry song. I think this, this is poem. so awesome. Honestly, bring back poetry. I love. Make poetry cool again. Um, <laughs> I couldn't agree more. Poetry used to be like just like a fun thing people did. Like now I feel like people just like sit on their phones all day, but people used to like sit around and write poetry all day. No, and really think to yourself, when was the last time I sat down and wrote a haiku? I can say personally, it was about two months ago when I did this box, but I don't oh, know right. what you could say. I was probably going to say the last time I wrote a haiku was when I learned what a haiku was in middle school and we had to like write a fake one. Yeah. And that's so just a little bit so about So unfortunate. Me. So toast holiday packs are here. Get yours. That way you can celebrate the holidays with us, even though today is our second to last show, which is a little misleading because there's going to be so much content on Patreon next Patreon. week. You guys are literally going to be like, go away. We don't miss right. you. Like we want to miss you. I am headed down to Florida today. So for honestly, I didn't even book a return flight. So we're going to bank all of our Patreon content instead of releasing it earlier in the month. We're going to do it later in the month when there is no toast. So if you guys are missing us, you can always go to patreon.com slash toast because we are thoughtful. We're also business women, but we're also thoughtful business women. We are thoughtful business women. That's who I want to be. Um, you know who I want to be? Selena Gomez. Please yes. tell us about your afternoon yesterday. Let me tell you how I was just not expecting, like, what I, I really had no idea of, like, what this event was. And it was so cool. So Rare Beauty, they just launched a spring collection, new highlighters. And I walked in. Of course, I was late. It was not as late as Counselor, but it was just the traffic in the city. People love New York in the city. And I've actually really started to love New York again. And now I'm starting to hate it again. Like, good luck getting anywhere. You said people love New York in the city. I think you meant in the holidays. Sorry, during the holidays. It's like this magical time. And when you walk down Fifth Avenue at night with the lights, like it is, it is really magical. But it's becoming my least favorite place in the world. Like I have to get out of here. It's the so traffic. congested. The traffic, it's so congested. There's so many people, like tourists. It's just not to gatekeep, but like get the fuck out. No, um, I came to New York during the holidays to see all these lights and I forgot about holiday traffic. And holiday traffic is the reason I moved. I was like, what am I doing here? Claudia, no, it took us an hour to get to dinner one night. An hour to get dinner. It's foot traffic too. Like it's just so congested. It's like, I got to get out of here. Um, so I was late, of course. And I walk in and I was just not expecting how small this event one it, it was. It was maybe 15 influencers, Selena and her team, maybe 20 influencers. And they were really like top tier makeup girly. So honestly, I was not entirely sure what I was doing there, but I know that it was a super, like enormous honor to have been invited. So I was just like going along with it. And then the longer I spent there, the longer I realized that I was solely invited because everyone who works for Selena Gomez is a toaster. They were so nice. They were like, oh my God, Jax Bryce, Claude Trice, McLaren. Like they knew all the lingo. They were so nice. Like, and that's why I actually understood because really the success of Rare Beauty is unprecedented. They're really the biggest makeup brand right now it's insane like they're up there with Fenty Beauty and they're so much newer and now I know it's because everyone who works there is a toaster so they're obviously like really smart people who have it going on 
hardworking queens. Does that make sense? Yep. No further explanation needed. So Selena just basically sat with all of us and gave us t- like tutorials on all the new products. And she was so funny and so pretty. And then we all got to spend time with her individually. They would just bring us into a separate room. You can make content with Selena, just talk with her. And me and Margo went in together. And I just have to say, I, it almost felt unfair to be able to like be attending with my sister. Like Margo wasn't my plus one. Margo was invited on her own as an influencer. Um, and those events can be awkward. And when you can't bring a plus one, like you really have to like be very social and like it's it's awkward so I felt like I cheated the system a little bit because I literally walked in with my sister and it's just like not fair um and we also got to do the Selena thing together so we got like a lot of time with Selena because it was like two people in one you know um she was I actually like was thinking about her the whole day she was amazing like she was so normal like so normal so nice so open like So everyone got to film content with her and I had the idea to do like my series where I try new foods if she would help me, you know, get through trying an olive. And I was like fully prepared for her to say no. I was like, it's totally fine if you say no, like I won't be offended. She was like, no, let's do it. I love olives. She was so cool and so nice. And like, I really felt like the version of her I know from like social media and like just media in general and then her documentary, I was so overjoyed to see like in real life, she's like a very happy cool nice normal person and of course she was probably like you know you're working when you put on like your work face but I could tell like she was really very fulfilled by her work and it was amazing it was really one of the coolest events I've ever been invited to I was really grateful to have been invited my content is trending we're going oh my god I was like I knew that you were gonna like that when I was first watching your video I was like okay so she did her series with Selena and let's watch by the end I was cackling Thanks, no. Selena. <laughs> Thanks, Selena. And I did slip in a Selena. Um, I know. And you know you. what? I have to be me, you know? Yeah, no, she didn't seem phased. And now knowing what we know about her, like I'm sure that she takes the Selena in stride. A hundred percent. But I'm so glad to hear it was such a great day and that she's doing so well and that she's so happy because like we saw in the documentary those days where she's doing like press stuff and working, like she like hated those days, but maybe because it's like rare beauty stuff, which and she, she loves. loves it. Yeah, and she's not talking to, like, those interviewers who ask her, like, invasive personal or stupid questions. She's Mm -hmm. talking to, like, real girls just like her. Totally. And she – I really felt like she did her research on everyone in the room. She was like, oh, my God, I love your content. Like, she really – she was just really amazing. And the Rare Beauty team, we all went home with, like, PR boxes of the whole collection, which I'm so excited for because it's all sold out. But – in the campaign for the shoot, which Selena looks so sickening in, she's wearing these retro feet earrings that are big dangly earrings that say S and G. Mm-hmm. And everybody got to go home with a pair of earrings with their own initials on them, oh, which cool. is like such a thoughtful gift. And like these earrings are expensive. And like, I love retro feet. And I was like, wow, what? What a gift. That's so cool. Do you like, are you upset that now that we wear these headphones, you can't really wear earrings on the show? Yes. Because you're a big earring girl. So when I went to the event yesterday, right after the toast, Margot read me to fucking filth. She's like, why aren't you wearing earrings? Oh, I was Jesus. Like, Jesus oh fucking Christ. Snatchler. And I was like, I just oh, got here. Okay. Um, I'm not wearing earrings because I have to work, you know? Maybe if you had a th- job that you were passionate about, you would know what it's like. But you don't. But she does. But she has two. <laughs> um, but wait, so then... It was so cool because everyone, I had figured she was going to be there. I don't know if you know, let me explain to you what an Alex Earl is. I know a little bit, but tell me more. So she's this TikToker who I swear, like, I'm sure she's been on the platform for a while, but she blew up in the last, like, three weeks. I think she has over a million followers now. It's She reminds me a lot of Emily Mariko, who just, like, kind of came out of nowhere, top of their game. Everyone was, like, for no actual reason, just obsessed with this one person. Um, But Emily Mariko does cooking, and Alex Earl does makeup. And she just sits – she's, like, a University of Miami college student. She's, like, this really pretty, fun girl um, who sits in her house and does makeup. And everyone has become obsessed with her. And so everyone was, like, more than people being, like, have you met Selena Gomez? They were, like, did you meet Alex Earl? So I did meet her. She was so nice. And I I had like so many questions for her because, you know, I think for us and just like for me in this line of work, like it's very much been like a slow burn. There wasn't like one moment where I woke up one day and like everything was different. Mm -hmm. So I was just like asking her all these questions. I was just like, what is your life like? Is it so crazy how like a month ago you were just completely normal and now you're getting, you know, paid to travel the world and a million people know who you are. And she like really could not put into words what it was like. She was like, it's so crazy. And she had all these questions for like me. And I was also Lauren Wolf was there who's been TikToking for a while. And she was just like so new to the influencer space. And she was like, what do you guys do with all these PR boxes? And I was like, that is such a good question. No, I keep, still I, don't know. 
no, like I still don't know. Like I used to give everything to my sisters and then you guys were like, all right, we have enough stuff. Now I give a lot of it to um, like people that work in my building, like different like porters or housekeepers. Um, I keep some stuff, but I donate most of it. Like she was like, I don't know what to do. I live in a house with six girls and like there's so many boxes. I'm like, well, that's ideal. You live in a house with six girls. Like you got a shit ton of makeup, take some for yourself and then share it. She's like, I think they've had enough. Like, I don't know what to do. And I imagine for her, like she's getting inundated yeah with PR um so it was just so cool to like talk to someone who's like on the precipice of like superstardom and who was so normal and so nice that's so awesome it was really it was fabulous when I got home I was exhausted because you know I don't have like a large social battery and it was just like a lot of talking and like you know for me like I have to be like loud and funny I just can't be normal like I have Mm -hmm. some sort of disease um but it was a fabulous day. Like, thank you so much to all the rare beauty girlies who invited me. I would love to be invited again. It was so fun. Does Alex still go to school? Yes. I actually asked her. I was like, are you going to like finish your degree? And she was like, I graduated in May. I'm like, you know, oh, barely yeah. hang. I'm barely hanging on, but I'm going to continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to ask what year is she, but if she's a senior, yeah, she should do She's it. a senior. She's about to graduate and she's just having like you know, so many opportunities to like travel for a week and I'm sure make a lot of money. And it's like, how do you balance something like that with like what you're told you should do, which is like graduate college, you know? Yeah. I think if she was earlier in her college years, but like she's so close, mm-hmm. the money is spent. I was trying not to be like an old sage. No, I and, think like, that's be- good. Like but I, I was said, like, Claudia, you were offended when I said it. No, yesterday I was definitely being like a maternal figure to everyone. You were being an influencer mentor? Well, because I said like for me when I graduated college too, the same thing was happening to me. Like I was being offered like trips and and money and I was like, how do I prioritize school when school is costing me money and torturing me? And my work is actually making me money and fulfilling me and I'm getting all these opportunities. And I was just like, just do the bare minimum. Just do the bare minimum. Get through it. Just get your degree. I think she had planned to do maybe some sort of like after you know higher education beyond that I don't know if she's still going to do that but she was really cool and she, she's smart she's got it going on she's she's going to have a, a big career ahead of her that's awesome well she mm-hmm. could always do more school right that's what I said it was um it was a fabulous afternoon and then I had my book club so I'm here I'm feeling very fulfilled how was your book club amazing book clubs can be so fulfilling amazing you know we it's only our second meeting and we had we had some notes for each other on how to you know advance the book club because you know when you get together with your friends all you want to do is like sit there and gossip right so what are the notes we have to like we we actually we actually let me say it again we actually <laughs> no did you actually though but we really do actually talk about the redheads so much at our book club because like it's really for like Abe listens like it's really for a lot of us the only book club we've ever like heard of so we're like well what do they do with the redheads and, and we were thinking about choosing a book and they were like well what did the redheads choose like it's you were really following in your footsteps for when it comes to book club and we've decided like some certain points we want to do like you know the online book club club questions from the author or from whatever we also want to do hollywood treatment because everyone like loves to share but we like could like as we were leaving we were like oh my we need to do hollywood treatment so we sat back down so we just need to organize a little bit got it got it that makes sense yeah when they come with questions that's great and i do feel like from what I've heard, there are other book clubs around the country that either like read the Redheads books and like they might be like toasters who are like, we're going to start Getting a book club together. and we're going to follow the Redheads and we'll talk about it. I think the Redheads are just like, you know, inspiring book clubs ac- across the world. And for me, like even if you don't read, let me tell you the value in a book club, at least my book club. It's once a month guaranteed for me a kosher home cooked meal. I had such a fucking feast last night. And then I, the time before I had like literally roast chicken. My friends love to cook. Last night I had kosher hamburgers and schnitzel. Like it was a feast beyond. We were just like eating the whole time laughing. It's really, and on the way home, we were all like looking at each other. We were like, this is nice. We were like, we really need to continue this. It's a great way to keep in, in touch with your friends. But it's also just like, uh, for, for me at least, like I read such like dumb books. And my book club books are like a little bit more elevated. And it's a nice that like once a month I'll read like a real book. Yeah, it's really good, clean fun. It's good, clean fun. We are hoping to maybe do one on like a Friday or Saturday night so we can get like lit, maybe a Thursday. Um, but we'll see. You can get literary. Literally. <laughs> What's your next book? Well, the other thing I can't stop talking about at the book club is you. 
because I'm like, everything I know about books, I know from you. And everything I know about book clubs, I know from you. You're in like three. So I'm like, well, Jackie says this book sucks. And I don't know. Jackie didn't like that book. And we almost picked Portrait of a Mirror. Okay. I love that book. That I remember you just talking about. And I read the description. I was like, oh my God, this fucking sounds terrible. And then you told me I wouldn't like it. So we didn't choose it. But the I whole just time I'm like, well, like Jackie doesn't think... I don't think you would like the writing. I think it's so dense. I think Abe might like it. I actually think some of your friends might like it, but it will take you a really long time to read and you're going to be like, and it's, yeah. it's less so about the plot. It, there is some plot that's interesting and I love the way that it ends, but it's, it's more like character, interesting people. I basically role play at my book club as you. I'm like, well, Jackie doesn't think that we should do that. That's so funny. They're probably like this girl and her fucking sister, Jackie. No, if I that's hear her the other thing. Time. I think everyone in my book club really respects you as the book influencer that you are. Like they respect your opinion and it's, it's very nice. Wow. That's so sweet. That's no, really it's, sweet. You're kind of like making waves. I'm making waves in the book world. I think. hundred percent. And I love You love to see it. Love to see it. How's rolled? He's great. He's so excited to see you. No, because the way I'm not ready. Honestly, I'm obviously excited to see rolled. Um, but I did just see him a week ago and I haven't seen Kaylor in like three months. Like the way I will tackle her and she's just going to have to put up with it. Like I've been watching so much K video. I actually saw a video of Kaylor singing the ABCs in Hebrew and she stopped at like, hey, but still like it was, it was almost too much for me. That is too much. Well, she is sturdy enough to tackle. You know, now that she's big, like there's no stopping me. Like, I'm such a physical lover, like not like <laughs> I'm a very physical and I'm like an aggressive person. Like I just want to smother people in kisses. And the hard part about being an aunt is like you actually can't do that with kids up until a certain age because they're quite fragile, you know. Mm-hmm. But Kaylor is, you know, she's indestructible now. And I'm going to literally put on a helmet and run straight towards her and just tackle her to the ground. And she's just going to have to deal with it. She's just going to have to figure it out. She's going to love it. I think so, too. So exciting. Well, the sooner we get on with the show, the sooner you can get on your flight. Yeah. Oh, my God. Also, today we are recording such an exciting interview. Like, not to be secret project annoying. It will come out tomorrow. We just don't like to say until it drops. You just never know. Someone's schedule could change, and then we're just a bunch of of lying lying wenches. Things happen all the time. So, let's get into the Fast Five stories that you need to know. Yes, you, McClurdia. Actually, they're the stories that I need to know because, once again, we're wife-swapping. Yeah. Now, and once again, I do feel the need to make a disclaimer. I'm still new at this. Okay. So be kind. Well, who was there, mean to you? No one. I'll no one. Kill him. No, nobody was mean. No, 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 Jackie. Like absolutely, nobody was mean. <laughs> um. So I just want to say, when it comes to stories, there's no breaking celeb news. There's like some moronic celebrity stuff, some updates to stuff we already have spoken about. But then there's one story that I'm going to lead with, which is like some major. TikTok slash HIPAA drama. Slash That's kind what? of HIPAA? HIPAA. Oh, is this the nurses? Yes. Yeah, I want to talk about that. So I will explain to you if you don't know, and I'll explain to everyone listening what is going on in the labor and delivery nurse drama. Yeah, okay, great. Can't wait. Also, like, let's get real. If you're coming to the show for the stories, why? <laughs> this is the thing, Jackie. When you become a, t- a toaster, when you come for the stories... But you stay for the girlies. Yeah, like you're here for the girlies. Like who knows what could happen. The stories are just a, a vessel. A vessel for us to continue talking about ourselves. And the things that interest us. Like this isn't a breaking news show. No. This isn't like really the pop culture hour. I wouldn't say so. No, I would say like when there's something like major going on, like we're going to break it down till the last drop. Yeah. But in between, in the day to day, we're just here to be your friends. Someone posted a TikTok. Someone posted a TikTok that you reposted that said, "Like, I'm so glad that these sisters recorded their Facetime call and posted on the internet every day." And like, that's literally what this is. Also, I did have to dodge like every single Meghan and Harry story because so annoying. Like, the doc comes out at midnight, and then Page Six has 15 articles about everything you need to know. And I don't want to spoil it. We're gonna try and watch it today before. I'm desperate to watch it today because I want to finish the recap before the end of the week if we don't happen to be able to watch it all today patreon. we'll recap it on patreon but i i'm gonna try my best but i also have so many things to do have to pack have to interview i'm going out tonight like the fuck crazy. are you packing for i'm coming to you oh I'm you're going, going on a, your holiday trip right right yeah. right sorry so, i forgot uh 
Now I'm without further. I'm going on vacation. I am going on vacation. Woo! Vacation's all I ever wanted. Honestly, whoever wrote that song like is me. <laughs> <laughs> Vacations Maybe. all I've ever wanted. I know reincarnation is not a Jewish thing. I know. But I like struggle obs- with that too. I'm obsessed with the concept and it makes a lot of sense to me. Jackie, I struggle with that too. So I think that you are a reincarnated member of the Go-Go's. Go-Go's. Because vacation have to get away. I have to get away. Yeah. You're also like Henry VIII's little brother. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Do you remember that joke? Yes, because the joke is that I don't remember. I don't even know what you're talking about, honestly. Like, I just the know joke, that there's something. I forget why we just said that you are like Henry VIII's stubborn little brother. We were doing a Patreon episode, Famous Couples Throughout History. Yeah. And something about Henry VIII, I don't, honestly, I don't re- even remember the origin of the joke. That's like a toast joke that's so deep, even I don't remember it. Even I don't remember right. the origin. Right. right. That's when you know it's lost. That's when you know we've hit a low. We have too many jokes. No, no. I mean, like, you have to make room for other jokes and other stories. 100%. Otherwise, you're just living in the past. 100%. Okay, now let's get into the past five stories that Claudia thinks that you need to know today. And those stories that Claudia thinks that you need to know are brought to you by Seed. You guys... Let's talk about seed. Let's get real. It turns out everything you think you know about probiotics might be wrong. Yeah, probiotic tortilla trips are probably too good to be true. So what is seed? It's a daily symbiotic, a broad spectrum, two-in-one probiotic and prebiotic. It is a 24-strain broad spectrum probiotic and prebiotic formulated for digestive, gut immune, and additional systemic benefits. The capsule is actually in another capsule so that when you swallow it, it protects against stomach acid, digestion enzymes, and bile salts for viability through digestion so that that inner capsule will make it all the way where it needs to go so that in layman's terms... You can make a big soft duty, okay? And here at The Toast, we are trying to get you, we're BSD friendly, and anything that's gonna help you move your bowels is something that we feel really, really passionate about, okay? So start a new healthy habit today. Visit seed.com slash toast and use code toast to redeem 20% off your first month of Seed's DSO1 Daily Symbiotic. That's seed.com slash toast and use code toast. So Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic is what you need to help you support digestion and get your gut in check. It Seed supports benefits in and beyond the gut, and it will support ease of bloating, healthy regularity, and ease of evacuation. Ease of evacuation is a much nicer way of saying comfortable, duty. (laughs) I'm going to leave it at that. BSD. A nice, big one. Okay, thanks, Seed. Also, today's episode is brought to you by Solo Stove. So once your bowels are right and tight, head outside with your Solo Stove. You guys, Solo Stove is the greatest invention ever because whether you're a city dweller and you have a balcony or an outdoor space or you live in the suburbs, you want to get a Solo Stove because there's nothing quite like the feeling of gathering around a warm fire on a cool evening. And a smokeless fire pit from Solo Stove makes your outdoor moments even more memorable. We love a fire pit moment and when Claudia isn't, you know, singeing off her eyelashes and her baby hairs. But that did not happen with the solo stove. And if she had been using a solo, maybe if you had a solo stove, that wouldn't have happened to you. So we're going to create some great family memories this weekend when some of the fam is getting together at my house where I have a solo stove that I love so dearly. It's a great place to make memories and stay cozy because, yeah, it is getting a little chilly here. Let the gifting begin. Oh, yeah, an amazing gift. Not a stocking stuffer. It's a little big, but it's a little big. You can shop Solo Stove's holiday event sale for huge site-wide savings and get $10 off with promo code TOAST, plus a lifetime warranty and free 30-day returns. Get an extra $10 off holiday deals at solostove.com, promo code TOAST. Not only is it a smokeless fire pit, it is so easy to use. You can move it around. You can take it with you. We've been on road trips where we pack up that Solo Stove and we take it to where we're heading next. Also, an amazing gift idea for an outdoor person or an indoor person who wants to get a little more comfortable outside. Just saying. Solo get stove. comfortable Shh. being uncomfortable. But so with solo stove, honestly, like you're a princess. A princess. <laughs> <laughs> Tissue <Okay>. break. <laughs> literally. Oh my God. Literally, my nose is running. I think like there's nothing more unattractive than having snot up your nose. I'm like so 
like hopefully our cameras are like not that high good of a quality that anyone could see this yeah i've okay. entered the phase of like i don't need to blow my nose it's just trickling a little it's honestly like uglier agreed except i blow my nose like a foghorn so oh speaking of ugly i during selena's like presentation yesterday i made a joke oh you honey told me. you made a little joke you did he made selena laugh I made Selena laugh. Okay, so not only did I make the whole room laugh, like I made Selena laugh, it was just like this iconic moment where she was like, you know when you have someone searching for a word and like you want to help them? I do it all the time and I have to stop doing it because I'm always giving I them the wrong words. I do it all the time and I don't even give them a minute to like think about the word. So Selena was saying how her new highlight is baked and it's not going to give you like crazy coverage because she hates that look where you just put on highlighter and she kept like touching her face and you get that like, and she could she was like, what's the word? And she looked at me and I was like, strobe she was like yes it's so and I was like ugly and she was like ah, ah. I don't know if she was just being nice but she thought I was hilarious I think she thinks you're funny I think she thinks I'm funny too that should be your Instagram bio Selena thinks I'm funny made Selena laugh and then put the date oh my god and the selenators will follow you <gasps> the selenators actually came for Margo I saw Margo, we, we were all like scrambling. Like, I'm what not content? happy. I'm just, I just think it's fucking nuts. Because <laughs> you were like, I saw. <laughs> I, yeah, they, yeah, get her. <laughs> so we were all like scrambling for what that to do. That was and Margo, smiling, being like, selenators need help. They need help. help Margo was like, Margo was like, I'm going to ask Selena what her favorite Midnight song is. Um, and I thought that was like an amazing idea. I don't know why. People are coming for Margo, but people are like, wow, you get in a room with Selena and you ask her about another person. It's like, it's called making conversation. No, and also it's like, celebrities don't need to talk about themselves all the time. And like, people shouldn't talk about themselves all the time. Like, yeah. Selena, what are your interests? Selena, what was your Spotify wrapped? Like, Selena, let's talk about like the things that you like, not just like Selena all the time. I'm sure that Selena doesn't want, no one wants to talk about themselves like that. That 24 much. 7. So true. Okay, so our first story is from The Cut, and it's a little deep dive and an update on those maternity nurses um, who did the viral ick TikTok. Okay, so share the deets. Then yeah, I have at questions. <laughs> Atlanta Emory's University Hospital Midtown is facing backlash after a TikTok video of four nurses sharing their icks regarding labor and delivery patients went viral for all the wrong reasons. So one of them said, my ick is when you ask me how much the baby weighs and the baby is still in your hands, one nurse says in the video. It's a play on the TikTok trend that typically involves people sharing pet peeves about dating. My ick is when you come in for your induction talking about, can I shower and eat? That's what another nurse said. Another says that her ick is when patients say they don't want any pain medicine, no epidural, but you are at an eight out of 10 pain. The list goes on with the nurses noting their frustrations with their patients and the partners of patients and their families as well. The original video has since been deleted, but not before copies made the rounds on social media. The nurse's comments felt especially cruel, given that in addition to being traumatic for many women, childbirth is already painful, it's costly, and it's incredibly risky, particularly in the U.S., where women regularly deal with severe complications of pregnancy over childbirth. In a statement posted to its Instagram page, the hospital referred to the nurses as, quote, former employees, and said that the comments they made about maternity patients in the video were disrespectful and unprofessional. The Washington Post reports that Emory did not respond to a request for clarification about whether the nurses were fired or if they chose to leave their jobs. In the comments of the Emory Hospital Post, several women recalled their own negative experiences giving birth at that hospital. In addition to calling out the nurses for an absence of empathy for their patients and their general lack of professionalism, many commenters criticized the hospital itself, saying, quote, they learned to have that attitude because you help facilitate that, one person wrote, adding that Emory should take this opportunity to truly do better for birthing mothers. Um, so this video made the rounds. People were like immediately like, what the fuck? But the the video had went so viral so quickly that deleting it was just like a lost cause. They might as well have left it up because there were, you know, people were saving it, screenshot recording it. Um, and it really bothered a lot of people so much so that like it became this global story. And the nurses were fired or left. I guess Emery not clarifying on that makes well, me Well, because if I was about to give birth at Emery and I saw one of those women walk oh, in, I'd say, no. get the fuck out of here. No, I mean, there is this like culture on TikTok where nurses make a lot of content at work. And it definitely feels off. To put it lightly. Right? Like, yeah. 
I think there are This is by far the most egregious thing I've seen. I also don't see a lot of it um, because I'm not on TikTok. So it has to like reach a level where it's meeting likes me. I saw it a few days ago because the New York Post had like posted on their Instagram, like the story. Mm -hmm. And I actually, so I clicked it because I was, at first I was like, what the fuck? And when you think about like childbirth and like everything that you go to, you know what? Technically there's a lot of icks, right? Of so I'm course. like, what's, what are they saying? Cause it's so, you have to be so vulnerable to like literally spread your legs and let and all concerns go away. A hundred percent. Put yourself trust in this person and just do your thing. So I'm like, what are they saying? And then I saw, they didn't have a good roundup of what the icks were. And only one that I really understood was like, when you're the baby's father and you have two women giving birth in rooms next to each other and you're like running to both rooms. Oh, like one man having two children? On the same day. Does that happen a lot? Like, no, I don't know. But like, okay, on the yeah, exact that's same a, moment of the exact same day? I was like, yeah, that's that's kind of crazy. Okay. I don't no, know that I call sure. that like the but ick. Still but like now a- you describing like ick, like I want to know how much my baby weighs when he's on my chest. Like that's not... How is that icky? Like, that's how we measure how big a baby is. Like, I don't know what what weight I'm holding. Is this a big baby that I'm holding? Is this a small baby? What's I guess they're weight? trying to say, like, I don't know how much a baby weighs. He's on your chest. But it's like, oh, sorry, I just they gave birth to a baby. take the baby first. Whatever. Sorry, this person just gave birth to a human being and they want to know how much he weighs and they're not thinking about you. Right. And then what was the other one? Oh, they come in for an induction and they want to eat and shower. So? Uh, okay. Like, it's just so heartless. And no, it, it's really, it's deplorable. It's deplorable. Like, I I mean, I'm never going to be like, you know, burn, I'm at the stake. But like, if, right. if that's how you feel about your job, you shouldn't be working there. No, Especially, and you, it's one thing to like, you know, think it. maybe have a girl's night out with your fellow nurses and talk about some frustrations of the day. To put that shit on social media in your, I think they filmed it in the hospital, in their scrubs, like, Goodbye. Yeah. Goodbye. 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 Bye. I never saw the whole video though, but uh, I've, I'm now getting like bits and pieces of the story. Honestly, I don't want to see the whole video because that makes you feel so self-conscious. Shameful. Shameful. That's not the kind of shame we need to be bringing back. We don't need to no. be shaming birthing mothers. No, you're that's right. Who because we, that's who doesn't need shame. I think in order to like really like give in to the process of giving birth, like you can't be thinking like, oh, I wonder if this nurse thinks I'm like looking ugly. Like, and I think this TikTok like maybe could confirm for someone who's like really paranoid, like, oh my God, they do think that. Yeah, of course. And it's oh, terrible. Like, I remember when I was giving birth, like it's not super common. So the whole time I'm like, oh my God, I'm sorry. Like, ooh, sorry. Right. Like, and, and like also some, when you're first in pain, like before I got the epidural, like I was just like screaming. Nightmare. And then afterwards I'm like, I'm so sorry. That's not me. And, <laughs> <laughs> um, and like to know they're just like harboring all of it and judging you. I'll give birth at home next time. No, 100%. I do have to say, I don't think it's fair to paint with a broad brush. Like I think most nurses are probably like really what you think they are. Like, don't worry, sweetie. We see this all the time. And like they know that it's part of their job. But to know that there are people out there who not only like really gen- genuinely think that, but then would feel comfortable enough sharing it on a major public platform is so disheartening. So disheartening. So let's talk about the nurses on TikTok that you alluded to. Yeah, I think, I feel like they're literally always joking about this on SNL. And I actually was just watching a clip online from Tim Dillon's special. And it was like, (laughs) the joke was like, and I just want to say before, I'm not coming for the nurses. We have so many nurse toasters and we respect the hell out of you. And I have so much respect for nurses. I think it's the most amazing job. I think in order to be a nurse, like you really have to be a special type of person. And I have to say all of my experiences with nurses in my life, though, uh, there haven't been that many, but like giving birth was the, the biggest one. I had the most amazing and they switch like every six hours and it's like, it's so sad. We just got to know each other. But then the new one comes. It's like, you're incredible too. Yeah. So, so this is, this is so I've not only had the most wonderful experiences. So I'm only speaking like, about like things way, I've seen online. Like in any job, there are terrible people who are nurses, but that doesn't mean all nurses are terrible. Like nurses, for the most part, are amazing people. Um, But the joke that Tim Dillon had made was like, we never should have started calling nurses heroes because the next thing you know, they're renegading in front of a dead body. Yeah. And there is this TikTok culture when it comes to the nursing industry where it feels like, of course, anyone can make a TikTok. But like, I think if you're a nurse making a TikTok, you should make it at home. 
Agreed. Also, I think when nurses were like making dances in the height of the pandemic, like at first I was like, oh, like some relief and cuteness from the nurses. They're going, they're putting everything on their back. But then when you think about it, it's like, it took me like a a cumulatively a number of hours to learn the renegade. And we're being told that our hospitals are overrun and and there's no sleep. And it's like, how'd y'all learn the renegade? No, no. It's a, it's a very fair question. Um, so I feel like I think a general rule of thumb should be no, no. Sorry, I can't talk. No TikToking on the clock. Don't talk on the clock. DJ, blow my speakers up tonight. And I think that probably might, should be the case like for a lot of jobs. Agreed. I see some jobs. I'm like, don't you have a job to do? Well, there's this, oh my God, that's so funny. There's this Unless it's something where it's like, some people are recorded 24 seven in their jobs. So like the content is there. And there was a cute moment when they posted. (laughs) Like us. No, but there's this like TikToking duo. I love them. It's this father and son contractor. They like have a construction company and they're like in the middle of building a house and they're making like these and they're both really good dancers and people in the comments are like oh this is why my house is delayed like (laughs) it is like a little bit of a weird thing right like I'm in space you're telling me they're dancing and they're contracting fathers on duo I'm like oh that's cute and then it's like but you're on the clock and there's a house to build and now you're like jumping on the foundation. Right. Unless like your job, like if you work in media and like you're making TikToks, like, you know, breaking news, hostages, like that's different. I don't yeah. know. I just think certain jobs, like, I don't know. Yeah. It's, I'd say that's an ick. Ooh. Yeah. No, this no, shit, so that I don't piss me off. I do think that Emery, like the hospital, should clarify whether or not they were fired or left on their own accord. Because honestly, if I was like a birthing mother in Atlanta and I saw the story, like I would, and I had to choose, like, should I go to Emery or the one down the road? I'd probably just go to the one down the road. But sometimes, like, people resign when they're about to get fired. Uh So it's like they didn't get fired, they resigned, but they would have been fired if they didn't. So, not the hospital getting canceled. That's something I never thought I'd see. Yeah. Crazy. Um, so our next story is an update to a story we spoke about earlier in the week. It was Katie Holmes's atrocious outfit. Mm. Her stylist is defending the controversial dress over jeans jingle ball outfit, okay? So it wasn't a mistake. No. So the Dawson's Creek alum practically broke the internet when she paired what many assumed was a blue satin mini dress over a pair of jeans at the Jingle Ball 2022. But it turns out that piece was actually a top. So her stylist, Brie Welsh, explained the thought process behind her viral look, sharing that they wanted to give off a more youthful feel for Jingle Ball and the atmosphere there. Atmosphere there. The celeb stylist said that her client, her client's early aught style, which featured a blue satin bustier top from a brand called Tove and Reformation Wilder wide jean leggings and Mesa Margiela sneakers. Those weren't leggings. Wasn't, sorry, jeans. Le- oh, sorry. Did I say leggings? Yeah. I'm... Literally not. Oh, I thought the stylist was like trying to gaslight us. No, sorry. Wide leg jeans. Got it. Um, It was an attempt to mix casual and dressy items. Here's what she said. We decided the rich color and subtle bustier effect detailing of the top was elegant and would be fun if paired with jeans. The decision to wear kicks was down to Katie herself with Welsh revealing on the day of and because Katie has her own effortless style that should be appreciated here. She said she wanted to wear sneakers because it was a concert and obviously there would be a lot of dancing to do a Lipa, adding, nothing is more comfortable than sneakers. The stylist also shared um, uh, on her Instagram story, she shared the article that she did the interview with in the New York Times and shared in all caps and wrote, and it's a top. So she didn't like that people were assuming that this was a mini dress. I guess it was like a really low top. That's not the problem. Right. My gripe is not with it being a dress. It's with it being fugly. Right. And my gripe is not with the top whatsoever. I don't need clarity on the top. My my gripe is with the cut of the pants and the shoe. The color of the... The, sh- the top is actually pretty cute. If she had worn it with tights, like Even really... black leggings. Yeah. Something. These jeans, like I feel like Rip from Yellowstone would wear these jeans. Yeah. <laughs> and the shoes were terrible. Yeah. So don't like now try and like distract us with the top because it was never it's about never the top. about the top no the top is fine yeah I feel like the top is something they would have worn on Laguna Beach back in the day yeah or even like now honestly I would wear that top it's fine 
It's not about the but top. the pants. No, and the pants are reformation. Like reformation, do better. Should be ashamed. It's shameful. They should issue a statement. Hundred percent. They should. They owe us all an apology. Yeah, they do. So nice cover up, Katie Holmes's stylist. But we're not buying what you're selling. Now we ain't. Um, a little, t- a little uh, crypto news. Crypto. So we have what's an- going on? SBF. What do you do now? So you know he was arrested finally. Mm-hmm. And his family is reportedly calling the prison to request vegan meals for him. So the disgraced crypto billionaire Sam Bakeman frieds relatives are reportedly calling the rodent-infested Bahamas prison where he is being held and asking if he could get vegan meals. The founder of the collapsed cryptocurrency exchange, FTX, who was charged this week with multiple financial crimes, has his own room in the maximum security section of the Bahamas lockup that is known to be crawling with rats and maggots, unnamed sources told Bloomberg. But Bankman Freed's relatives called the Fox Hill jail in Nassau on Tuesday night to request that vegan meals be provided to him, a source told the outlet. The 30-year-old Bankman Freed, who was known in crypto by his initials, SBF, was ordered earlier Tuesday to remain at the notorious jail through February 8th for his extradition hearing. He was arrested this week on multiple charges stemming from allegations that he received F- he deceived FTX customers and investors to enrich himself and others. He can't receive any visitors due to COVID-19 restrictions at the jail, a site which a warden once described as not fit for humanity. Damn, I didn't realize where he was sent was like this forlorn facility. No, and like given that it's so horrible, I would imagine there's a lot of other requests that they should make before vegan meals. Yeah, it's like, why is that a priority? I don't know. That's actually like kind of sad, even though he is like totally like a criminal, like you like that's inhumane. Um, I didn't know the Bahamas was home to like this well-known like crazy ass prison. Yeah, but I guess that's also a risk you run when you fly there. No, when you commit crimes there. No, but like he went there. He could have been in the U.S. and been arrested here and gone to a U.S. prison. But he ran to the Bahamas. And so that's a risk that you run that you will end up in a Bahamian jail. But I also think a lot of his crimes were committed because when we broke down, if you, by yeah, the way, he also, had his like penthouse in Albany, Bahamas, not Albany, New York, which is confusing. If you don't know anything about this guy or like his crimes, we did break it down on the Patreon. It's the Thanksgiving episode. Um, and I think what we, from our understanding of his crimes is like, he spent a lot of time committing those crimes in the Bahamas. So I don't know if he'll also be prosecuted in the Bahamas. I don't know. But he's being charged by the U.S., and he's being extradited. Right, which February. is like like when you flee Brought to another back. country. And then they bring your ass back. Right. So I guess Bahamas is like, no, we got him. We got you guys. <laughs> we'll sp- he'll spend a few months here and then we'll send him back. Yeah. This is like the craziest story. Not the vegan part. Just like I his- know, but like so many people lost all of their money. I know. Like just regular people. I know like everybody's like talking about the celebrity factor, but like. Who cares? This is the way when we spoke about it on the Patreon, I didn't like understand what. The magnitude or what his thing was. But like for me to understand it, it was basically as if like Robin Hood just got wiped out and all the money that you had in there was gone. So some people like might have been investing like with all of their savings, like and some people lost everything, like people who are unlike Sam SBF and his friends who can't afford to lose their their savings. And every celebrity and every like major institution that aligned themselves with FTX made it made regular people think it was okay. It legitimized FTX being like, oh, this is a safe place to invest some of my savings. Mm -hmm. So like there's a responsibility on them too. But like, I don't feel bad for those people who put money. Like you're. No, I don't feel bad for those people. But I feel bad for the everyday people. And like, and so if SPF doesn't have his vegan meal, like can't catch me caring. I'll be totally fine. I will go on with my day just splendidly. Yeah. Also, sometimes jails can be like accommodating with dietary restrictions, you know, for like a religious Religious. or something. But to be a vegan, like, aren't you embarrassed? And not in general, but like you're in like jail, you've committed a horrible, horrible crime that affects so many people. And like you're worried about your vegan meal. No, it's true. So it's like you care about animals, but you don't care about human beings. Right. (laughs) No, that's true. And like in prison, I feel like um, there's there's like a moral hierarchy in prison that I find really interesting. And I feel like in prison, they actually like respect religion, you know, like prayer and like if you wanted like a yeah. kosher or a halal meal. Um, but I feel like they don't respect veganism. No, 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 no. Stick to the meals, you know. 
Oh, there's actually like, I actually didn't choose it as a story, but did you see Taylor Tomlinson? Uh, not Taylor Tomlinson. That's a comedian. What's her name? She plays Taylor in High School Musical. Mm. Monique. Monique. Woman. Her name is Taylor in real life. I'm sorry. She is on Christy Carlson Romano's podcast talking about like how she went through like a really dark depression and it was all kind of like sparked by her not being invited to do press for high school musical three it was just sharpay zach vanessa and corbin bloom i like how i went through like calling them by their real names and their character names sharpay um and they said there like wasn't room on the plane for her and Lucas Graviel. And she had like had identified so much with with Monique. And she felt like such a failure when they didn't invite her. And it like spiraled this really dark time for her. It was actually a really good podcast. I listened to like a four minute clip. Yeah, I saw that. That's so interesting. I was going to say also like Ryan, they were a six sum. A hundred percent. Like you, justice for Ryan. Like No, and I feel like if they were going to cut it down to, boy. to four, it either should have been, of course, Zach and Vanessa, but either Sharpay and Lucas together uh-huh. Or Monique and Corbin together. Like that, why right. take one from each couple? But let's get real. Like this was a multi-billion dollar franchise. Like get a bigger plane. Right. High School Musical 3 was released in theaters. Yeah. After two really successful movies. Like this is Disney. Like get the company jet. What did no, they fly on? Like a. No, what kind of plane can hold four people but not six? Well, maybe there was some assistance and, you know, PR people. Still. But still a prop engine. Yeah. So she's making news, Monique. We love that. That's really sad. I know. It was like, it was also like so fucking unnecessary. Like, just get her a ticket. Yeah. That's the fuck? Um, so SBF is requesting vegan meals, and I just thought everyone absolutely needed to know that. Mm-hmm. I, I would agree. Now, are you ready for our fourth and, not fourth and final, just our fourth? I'm still getting new. I'm still new at this, you guys. I'm sorry. I'm like flubbing over my words. I'm like embarrassing everyone. I'm so sorry. I'm adding stories about Monique. Like I'm still new at this. McClardiel, you're doing an amazing job. But before you you go on, I have to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Canva. You Mm, guys know how passionate, you know how passionate we are about Canva. And now we're even more passionate because they have Canva for teams. Creating visual content is an essential part of what we do. It's premium content. It's things that we want you guys to share, take away quotes from the show. The creative process, though, for us has not always been easy. Like, let's get real. Ever since we found Canva for Teams, it has been easy to collaborate and design with our team, which makes the whole process so much more creative and fun. So we have some templates that are tried and true here at The Toast. We just plug them in. But every once in a while, Claudia and I will be, like, designing, whether it's a new YouTube Mm -hmm. card for the show or or something that we want to post on Instagram. And even though we are far away from one another, we both go in there Mm -hmm. and we start messing with each other's stuff. And by the end of it, we have an amazing project. We do. And that's why Canva for teams is so amazing it makes it easy for anyone to create stunning content in any format from social media posts to videos presentations and websites we've never even made a presentation on canva teams but like that's a fun project we should do we yeah should we just go we, and like we just don't need presentations but like let's make a presentation yeah what if we just made a presentation yeah with features designed for brand consistency i think that's one of the best parts about canva and canva for teams it makes it easy to maintain your aesthetic and add your logos fonts and colors to anything we create so at the toast we have a lot of fun we play with color but at the redheads our aesthetic palette is not to be messed with and it doesn't ever have to be messed with because of canva for teams because everybody has those colors in the project and that redhead red gorgeous pantone's color of the year Collaborate with Canva for Teams. Right now, you can get a free 45-day extended trial when you go to canva.me slash toast. That's C-A-N-V-A dot me slash toast for a 45-day free extended trial, canva.me slash toast. So I just want to say, if you are working at a job and you think that your company would be great with Canva, like could do really great things with Canva for Teams, like you should go to the your boss and be like, let's try Canva. And like you will be the company star, employee 100%. of the month for sure. 100%. Today's episode is also brought to you by, not to put down any other sponsor, but like one of the tastiest sponsors of all time, Mrs. Fields. Yeah. This holiday season, we want to give each person we care about a gift that will bring them joy, right? Yeah. Now there's one place where you can find a perfect gift for everyone on your list. Mrs. Fields cookies. Who doesn't love fresh from the oven melt in your mouth cookies? I literally, I don't know one person who doesn't love that. Me neither. None. 
Not one. Mrs. Fields has just what the gift doctor ordered. So if you need a gift idea for literally anyone in your life, check out Mrs. Fields. It's the perfect gift. You can get them for grandparents, parents, kids, friends, coworkers, clients. There's something that will thrill any person, any age, at any taste. Because for over 45 years, Mrs. Fields has perfected fresh baked gourmet treats. We got our Mrs. Fields holiday cookies. And not only are they so tasty, but they came in this Super cute holiday Stunning. boxing. Looks like a snowman, three tiers. You got your brownies. You got your cookies. I think there was a Jordan almond. It was really freaking fantastic. So right now, Mrs. Fields is giving the best deal available only to our podcast listeners. Get 25% off everything site-wide when you go to mrsfields.com slash toast. That's right. Mrs. Fields is giving this exclusive deal only to podcast listeners. 25% off everything at mrsfields.com slash toast. That's 25% off at mrsfields.com slash toast. You guys, Mrs. Fields is so generous with that discount code. Enjoy. Our fourth story is just another update in the ongoing GMA saga. So Amy Roback and TJ Holmes are still together amid the ongoing Good. investigation into their affair. They are Good. trying to make their relationship work despite the toll that it has taken on their careers. Although the GMA three anchors are at the center of an internal investigation at ABC, sources have told E! News that they are very much still together. I also did see people on social media actually spotting them together out on vacation. Um, the new couple's romance may be going strong, but sources told the Daily Mail earlier this week that they have been trying to keep their distance from one another because they wouldn't dare be caught together now, not while ABC is still making a decision the insider shared. So as we had stated, in order for this to be okay they have to be together forever and it appears as though their jobs they're going to resent each other and it's not going to work out there this is what the source says their marriages are over but they have children to think about and they don't want to jeopardize their futures with the network any more that they already have so their decision to lay low comes after abc news president kim godwin revealed that the pair would be remaining off of gma3 indefinitely while the rest of the staff remains upset over the increased media scrutiny. Here's what she said in an email that then page six stole. It is my hope that we will continue to focus our energy on what we do best. And I want all of you to, work, to know how immensely proud I am of your hard work and professionalism. So I guess there's like a vibe that GMA people are pissed about, but I feel like people are dumb because this is the best thing that could possibly happen to an irrelevant hour of an irrelevant news show. They're so dumb. Oh, they're upset about media scrutiny. Like, you're a media show. Don't you want press? Don't you want eyeballs? Don't you want people to care about your show? This the way that the whole network is handling is they're so dumb. If I was Amy and TJ and they get fired, like they should then get an agent together and they should pitch their own show together to ABC, to CBS and be like, we're an in love hosting duo and people care about what we are doing but like imagine if you just started like some extracurricular affair at work and then like literally like I don't know what this real nature of their relationship it is like are they in love or they were just like fucking around like we're rich and famous let's just like have sex and no, then you I end think up losing they your marriage a, and their your boyfriend job. girlfriend their boyfriend girlfriend I, they have to be because they were going upstate you don't go upstate with a fuck buddy that's true that's you get a hotel true. in the city yeah, so if, if they come out of this on top with like, you know, an in-love relationship and like a, either a new job at a different show or same job but like with way more people watching and interested in knowing who you are, then I do think they eventually come out on top of this. I think ABC is making such a big mistake. They've kept people on for who have like done uh, worse hi, things. Hi, Matt Lauer. Or, or worse I know he's people. NBC, but still, like it's the same thing. Still, it's the same thing and this could be such an opportunity for them, but they're so dumb. I know. They're like kind of like dropping the ball. And the people who work there, everyone's talking about our show. We're so distressed. Oh my God. That people we, are not that okay. That we put out so people will talk about our show. Right. But now oh, they're talking no. about it. Millions of people Not for are the talk- reason that we want, but it's the reason that you got. Oh no. Press millions press. of people. Millions of people are talking about the show that we want millions of people to talk about. They're just not saying what we want. I didn't even know there was a third hour of the GMA show until this. Like, this is publicity you couldn't even dream of. And yeah, it's not great. They were both cheating on their spouses. But they're not criminals, okay? Like, it's fine. No crimes were committed. Nobody was hurt physically. Emotionally is another question. But we'll all be okay. And yeah, by the way, it, even if they do, like, get let go, they'll get let go with these huge packages. They're fine. No, but, like, then they're both not working. 
and they're looking at each other like it's yeah. your fault. It's yes. not a good. Not Amy's going to be like, you shouldn't have fucked that producer three years ago. Yeah, yeah, they're they have they don't have enough like relationship under their belt to like withstand that together, or they do and, and they come out better. But I think that they'll grow resentful if they both lose their jobs. No, and then they have to stay inside to hide from the paparazzi, and they'll just like literally start to hate each other. Right, and then they'll break up, and then they don't have their lover, and they don't have their job, and it's not good. ABC, no, you're making a, dark a mistake. Place. You're making ABC, a mistake. I agree. Like this is being grossly mishandled. Mm-hmm. Um, so our fifth and final story, what is our fifth and final story? I don't remember what I chose. Oh, it's a little new TV news that I thought you might find interesting. I did choose this for you. This new reality show is going to let you criticize how other people raise their kids. So these parents are walking right into a trap on the new ABC reality series called The Parent Test premieres December 15th. Families are willingly taking turns in the hot seat, allowing others to critique their child-rearing philosophies, from helicopter parenting and high achievement to free-range and child-led across a series of challenges. With small children, the world is a spectator sport. Everyone is looking to see if your children are are going to behave, the parenting expert, Dr. Adolf Brown. Ooh, Adolf, that's a tough. Adolf. And he just thinks because he spells it A-D-O-L-P. PH that we're not going to notice, but we notice. Um, <laughs> Sent a chill. He co-hosts the show with Allie Wentworth, and that's what he told the Post. So in each episode, the two hosts, Brown and Wentworth, sit in a room with all the moms and dads. Each set of parents take turns letting the group see how their children behaved in various situations, such as being encouraged to jump off a high dive at a pool, going to a fancy restaurant, or responding when a stranger knocks on their door. Then the judging begins. Every few episodes, the parents vote on which styles should advance forward. In the end, one style will emerge victorious and win the honor of being deemed the best way to raise a child. There's no cash prize, but the feeling of smugness is priceless. This sounds like the most toxic show on the planet. Yeah, and like leave the kids alone. Like they're going to be your little lab rats. Like go, let them go outside. Like and stop like... Filming okay, but, them. Like, but what kind of parenting technique do you obtain? Child-led? Helicopter? I don't. I think it's uh, Harry's too young. But I do think... I think child-led is nuts. Chi- like, child-led is nuts. Like I definitely will be a bit of a disciplinarian. But I also have to see how he behaves. Like if I have a, a well-behaved child, like I'm not going to intervene so much. Also, sometimes a kid needs to figure out for themselves. But like if I need to, like I will be a strict parent. Yeah, of course. But I'm not, I don't think already like I'm a helicopter parent. Like, cause I, I try and like give him as much space within reason. I mean, he can't walk. To figure stuff out for himself, you know? Like, even if he's like playing, like yesterday he was playing with like my phone stand and like, I didn't see how that could be harmful for harmful. him. Harmful. So I was like, enjoy. Do you think that the way you parent Bruno is at all similar to your parenting method for children? Cause I'm like actually no. really strict with Theo. I let Bruno get away with murder. Bruno could mm-hmm. do anything and mommy loves him. And the difference is, is that what Bruno's behavior, you know, if he becomes a spoiled brat, like really doesn't matter. Bruno doesn't have to go out into the world. And be and that person. Be, and be his own person. Bruno doesn't yeah. have to, you know, be a husband one day and be a father. Right. Like it doesn't matter what Bruno learns from me. And I just want Bruno to learn love and love, unconditional love. But when you're raising humans, like you do have to teach them along the way. I'm not teaching Bruno shit other than go outside. I just got so depressed. Why? Because Bruno's not going to be a father? Because Harry's going to get married to someone? I know. I just want to let you know, whoever it is, I don't care if it's literally Queen Elizabeth herself, like I will hate her. I I don't think that I will, but unless she's hateable. Right. Which like... Oh my God. I just like, to me, like Harry's always going to be a baby, but like he will be a 30 year old man at some point who's like looking for a wife. God willing. God willing, I'm alive. You know, I'm, I'm going to make hell for that girl because if yeah, you're going to so marry like, Harry, like you, you have to, you have to earn it. I'm sorry. I'm so jealous of the girl who gets married. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so upset. I know. It's crazy. But anyways, Bruno's actions don't matter really. No, that's a real, no, but as I was long just as he's a sweet angel, like if he was like, crazy and aggressive like but what so he he gets into the cheetos and he wants to eat harry's leftovers like do your do your worst bruno but because it doesn't matter and for harry like it matters yeah no there's 
like b- bigger implications. That's fair. I was just wondering if you found yourself like being s- similar no, sort of. With parent. Bruno, I I think you guys see like I'm so leaning with Bruno. No, he could use a little a little. Uh, not mummy's love, mummy's angel. A little discipline. Wouldn't, He's wouldn't a lover. Him. He's not a fighter. You need to be a fighter. Not with Bruno. No. No, yeah, he definitely is your weak spot. He is, but he's such a sweet angel and he's a good boy. And that's all that matters. No, I agree. What about you? I'm like very strict with Theo and Ben is very blasé. And I think that's exactly how it's going to be when we have kids. Like I have no problem yelling at someone because sometimes, and I don't know if this is like a hot take, like a kid needs to be yelled at. Yeah. Oh. But I I see like this content on social media of like parenting and I literally saw a video last week and it was like we have to stop telling our kids to be careful it makes them think the world is unsafe uh, the world is unsafe and kids need to be careful look around look around it's honestly like I don't want to critique anyone else's parenting but it was the dumbest thing I'd ever seen in my life yeah people are so touchy about parenting I know I feel like even this story is going to trigger some people so let us know what's your favorite parenting technique sound off in the comments let us know what's the worst parenting advice you've ever heard no, let us know. Who's the worst parent in the world? <laughs> Casey Anthony. Um, so those were the Fast Five stories. Day two of me choosing the stories. Let me know how I did. Only if you thought I did a good job. If you thought I didn't do a good job, you can literally just go away and we'll all be okay. And that's our show, correct? No TV recap. We're going to do our best to watch Harry and Meghan by tomorrow. But if not, we promise there will be a recap recap over the holidays on our Patreon where we will be posting content the remainder of December Tomorrow is our last episode of the year. I'm flying to Florida today. We will all be together. Bryce, Trice, McClurd, and Jax for the final episode. And we actually have a guest on tomorrow's episode, which is just like a nice added bonus. Yeah. It's the only person who could make it on our end of year episode. Like seriously, it's that fucking premium. You guys, I'm being really cool about it. But when you find out who it is, you're going to be like, how is Jackie okay? And it's someone who's never been on the show before, but who we speak about a lot and who we really, really love and respect. And it's very exciting. So we're actually recording that today. And that'll be on the podcast tomorrow. And I think we'll also do video, right? Yeah. Guess who it is in the comments. Yeah. And let us know if you think she'd be a good parent. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Have an amazing day. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Toast of the Millennium Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere. Podcasts can be found. So at Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, I Radio, Castbox, all the places where you listen to podcasts. Sign us the Toast. Leave a five star review about how beautiful, stunning, and wickedly talented we are hope you guys have an incredible thursday and we'll see you tomorrow for friday friday gotta get down on friday goodbye and for our last show of the year goodbye